podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Okay, so we're in to do our quim, our first of our season review pods. Um, tonight in the bunker, we've got Paul, we've Dave, uh, returning after a bit of an absence, and Andy um, in to have a chat around uh, our, our thoughts over the course of the season. It won't be about, you know, every game per game and all that type of stuff. It's much more general than that. Um, we have a sort of brief discussion around our thoughts just on transfers, not the, who we're going to sign and all that, but just the, tra- the way things are going on and, and everything else in general. Um, and then we might have one or two I can't remember two but geez, we've been here for uh, half the night doing Periscope and all the type of stuff um, so anyway we'll get on with this uh, this is the first of two end of season review pods the second will be out next week either on I don't know what day it's going to be out on it'll be either Tuesday or Monday or Thursday or, or something to do these ones um, and then we will probably have a break of a week where there'll be the best of trippers chats if I can get a chance to get it done and then we'll see what happens in the transfer market and we'll be back in then after that. Um, and in the meantime, there'll be a few other things going on. So, and if you're around for the the Liverpool match in Dublin, give us a shout. Uh, we will, um, and, and say it out to us. We, sure, we never know what we could be getting up to on that night. Uh, could be weird stuff going on. Anyway, yep. Yeah, so on with the show. And this is Review Podcast number one, The Keepers Coming Up. All right. Um, okay. <coughs> you love that chapter, do you? Amazing. It's great that tonight's podcast is sponsored by Ritter Sport Marzipan. <laughs> Association with the World Games. Sorry, your touch is like a barge pole. <laughs> Sport chocolate. Sport chocolate. When you need to refill. You don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? Well, well yeah. fuck you, Ritter did. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> right, so lads, end the season review pod one. You only have to do it once. I'm going to have to do it twice with the rest of the cunts that make up this podcast. Um... Most important thing, I guess, is the, the three people that are in the room tonight to talk about it. So it was a long season, but it was a shorter season than normal because we played less games, obviously. Um, we started out with an expectation that we were in a good place to challenge for top four because we didn't have European distractions and we only had two domestic cup competitions. And we finished fourth. Along the way, at one stage, we were going to win the league. Then we were going to get relegated. <laughs> then we were going to probably finish sixth. Then we were definitely going to finish top four. Then we were going to finish sixth again. <laughs> then we had a good chance of getting top four, 
but then Arsenal were definitely going to finish in top four because Arsenal always finished in top four but they definitely wouldn't win the last four games which they did which meant that we had to win three of our last four games which we did so all in all that's and, the end of the season that, that's that's very, just, that was just your stream that's of consciousness very, for the entire season well in fairness that's a very very good synopsis exactly of the whole season like. yeah, yeah. and no matter how positive I tried to be or how negative some people tried to be like who we were all thinking no like just generally <laughs> we were all thinking like that yeah you know across everybody's mind that there might be a challenge a title challenge coming on here but you probably dealt with it you know uh, then we fell into and, and everybody everybody kind yep. of start worrying that we might make top four yeah. and then when it came to the last four or six games everyone was, was concerned although yep. some of them were more positive about it Yeah. but that that is fucking 100% mm. like it was a fucking very stressful season. It was a very yeah, stressful season. It was. Considering we were in the top four since September. September. Yeah. Um, and looking back, we weren't really in too much danger of missing out, you mm. know, apart from Arsenal's yeah. run no. at the end. And we weren't because this was before United went on that unbeaten run. Yeah. Like it, it just seemed uh, unimaginable. The unbeaten that's when so they stayed since. Yeah. Like but it years. just seemed unimaginable that we would not get top four. Yeah, like, I agree. You know. But look, and then looking back on it, if you, you know, the actual facts of it are we were never really in danger of not fi- finishing in the top four. Mm. And every time we looked like we might drop out of it, we won. Um, so the big thing for me was what Klopp needed to do this year was achieve, achieve a target. We haven't achieved a target. Any target. You know that we went for in a long time. Even the year we came second, you can't say that we really achieved the target because the target was to finish top four. And I know we finished second. Don't get me wrong, but for all of that season, we were going for the title. Yeah. Like until the last three games, we were going for the mm. title. So I see, in some ways, that as us not hitting our target. We actually fell at the last, same as we have in the last three cup finals. You know, falling at the or the last two mm. cup finals and a semi final. You know, falling at the last stage. So he needed to finish top four to say look from the beginning of the season this was our target it's pretty much been our target the whole season and when we had to win we won and I think that you know his record in finals and stuff like that you'd start to get a bit of a psychological thing if we fell again at the last you'd be like Jesus Christ how many times are we going to get within a game or two of a trophy or of a result and we we drop the ball so for me I think that's the biggest thing going to next season is that we 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 managed to get over the line and, and actually you know win for want of a better phrase the game that we needed to win mm. whereas we haven't done that in a long time mm. um, <clears throat> Paul I suppose what uh, I don't want to go through this game by game because let's be frank about it and I think it's fair to say the season for you is a blur a bit yeah well yeah. no 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 and, and you said the exact same thing you said like the, the whole thing just feels like a blur when you, when you start trying to separate mm. matches and, and, and events and stuff like that there was three parts to it there was a part when we were amazing. There's a part when we were shy, yeah. and there's a part where we were just very professional. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. And, and, like, and like, all, like, I've, I've, I think about those last twelve games, and this, this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to go through it game by game, but like the last twelve games, we knew we more or less had to get nine wins to get top four, and that's what we got, right? Yeah. So, in the, that other section, we couldn't put a fucking buy a win if we if we wanted, and in the very fourth section, we couldn't buy anything but a win. Mm. No matter how we turned up, we knocked a hundred goals past somebody, yeah. and it was like devastating. It was it was just it was mm. unbelievable football, and that's why it's it's a bit of a blur. But what I wanted to sort of focus on tonight for you guys when when we're looking back at it is just sort of pick the some of the key parts of it. So like Paul, for you, who was like your favorite player to watch? <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Holy lantern. Jesus. That's some blur. That's a green blur. That's sporty chocolate. It comes straight back out. That's why it's sporty. You don't put on any weight because it gets straight out the other side. It's like an extra engine. Down the track. There's the extra speed there. Stick that into Lucas. You have no problem getting around the pitch next season. Who was your favourite player to watch? Um, overall, I'd probably say Mane. I yeah. think he made a big difference to us with the way we play. And I pissed and moaned like a fucking whore at the start of the season. Going, another 30-odd million on another Southampton player. I can't believe we've done this. <laughs> I went all in saying he was going to be geek. But uh, what you call it? Yeah, he, he was brilliant. Like You could see when he was out of the team the difference it made to us. So yeah. I got Mane. Dave? Uh, big love. Dejan Lovren. Yeah. I thought he was well. First of all, I thought he was genuinely very good this season. Right? <laughs> I'm not just trolling. You know? I genuinely thought he was. But you know what I like about him? He fucking nothing knocks him. Like, do you know what I mean? He's very. I think first of all, he loves playing for the club, and he genuinely has like obvious affection for the players, and everyone gets on with him really well. He's very popular, but I think he's got the be- one of the best mentalities in the entire squad. Like he. Even if he has a terrible game, he will he will go and do it. You know, like put it all out there. He doesn't sulk. He doesn't go into a shell. He doesn't like. And I think we've suffered too much from that. Players over the years that have, you know, got used to failure and got used to like uh, letting their heads drop. And I I admire Lover. I don't think he'll necessarily be first choice next season, or that he necessarily should be first choice next mm. season. But considering. The first season he had with us, or probably the first 18 months he had with us, where he was probably the most hated player we've ever signed, I think he's done tremendously well to come through the other side of that. So, And I, he pisses off all the right people. So, <laughs> sorry, I love Love. Go for it. You know? I agree with you. Make him fucking there. captain. I love Love for them reasons. Like, yeah. I, I just think that he, yeah, he won so many people up. But it's, it's irrational as well. It's completely yeah, yeah, irrational. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, he's 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 an average centre back, like like pretty much all of our defence. They're quite average. Chloe maybe a little bit above average. Matt that we don't really know but about I, yet. I, I, my Sacco challenge on this is had, if you look across Europe, right, or certainly in the Premier League, who's an above? How many above average centre halves are there? Yeah, you don't. You don't. You, know, you, Vuitton, don't, you Vuitton, don't know because you don't know because right? they, the system they play. Exactly. Or, you know, like so I think the fact that I think him and Matip as a partnership are as good as. Everyone other than Spurs is centre backs. Mm. Like who's bet? Who's got a better defensive partnership than them two? Thank you. Well, don't, don't, yeah, look don't, 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 don't look at me. I don't watch non-Liverpool football anymore. Did the power go there, or are you all actually speechless? <laughs> but who's been better? I mean, I don't think he should be first choice. I think I don't watch other teams anymore. So. I don't like, like I've defended them as a partnership. Like I think we're desperate to find a partnership. Uh, they're not going to fulfil that because they're both li- <coughs> they both have yeah, knocks. Exactly. Um, I don't. I don't. Last, I don't know. They were quite exactly. <laughs> don't, don't know. know. Don't, don't know. know. See, I think again, centre back partnerships are all relevant to the way you play, where you defend. Of course, you could put you put Sacco and Martin Kelly into that Crystal Palace defence for those few games he played mm. there, and they looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. but that's because Sacco, exactly. Sacco got all the relations. But Kelly was in that. Yeah. Uh, do we take Kelly back? No, no Kelly the, and Sacco. This is my point. That's so, when he was centre back. 
But Are they going to go to Real? No, I, I think Matip <laughs> and Lovren. I'll, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take your point about why Lovren will be your favourite player to watch. I, I, I sort of, I, I, I would be, I can see your point. I actually sort of half agree, and ha- half the reason I get is just the amount of fucking people he pisses off is yeah, spectacular. Exactly, it's wonderful. I love it. Yeah, I love it. But if it's he a, has, yeah, yeah, and he's I mean, one of them players. It is quite. It's a sorry, Pat. It's it's irrational. Like it, it's, irrational. it is irrational. He's he's not shy. Like people go on like he's the worst centre back in Europe. Like the people Ever. say that. People do say that. That's he's only that's got one leg. Belubis. Yeah, that's fucking Belubis. He's a he's a just a, a decent centre half. And he'll do us. He'll do us as backup, or he'll do us if he comes no. in for for spells. And irrationality of... is fine, right? We we are irrational as anyone. Phil no, once said, "Give Markovic to uh, to someone and fifteen million uh, to get Jordan Ibe." <laughs> <laughs> so like we're not, we're not. And we would have made our money back anyway. So I mean, people can be irrational. I get it, but, I but think you it, can't take it to the extreme where you refuse to acknowledge that someone gets better or has a good game Derby or, still won't take Lazar Markovic but no. <laughs> and I think you once said Lalana was like the worst player you've ever seen one of them yeah exactly yeah, the worst player since Stuart Downing I think yeah. is what you said yeah and at the like, time I, he was. I don't even like Lovren that much but he's one of the players that I feel myself defending all the time yeah. just yeah. because of the mad yeah. stuff you see and that's, like, how, exactly. that's, that's how I started to like him because yeah. it was so Everybody it was so bonkers I couldn't understand it like, how could you not defend a Liverpool player when they're getting that much stick and they're actually doing okay? You know, like, you know well, that's it, the thing. Who, who you know, since he's Klopp's playing, come in, playing well, why wouldn't you want him to be better? Yeah, I just don't yeah, understand it. Yeah, and they're, like the people are just so slow to compliment him on having a good game, and he was he was fine. Like and like you say, he has had horrific first halves. Yeah, and come out in the second half and had a good. Yeah, that's exactly. like it's the mentality. Yeah. I like. I like that. Like if he scored three on goals, he'd probably be still be shaping out the tunnel for the second half. Yeah, really yeah. big ball. He'd still do an interview <laughs> after the game, going, you know, we got to pull ourselves together. Now. Yeah. We got to go on a run, yeah. and we've got to yeah. stay focused. And, and I think know. as long as as long as he's kept uh, in his comfort zone, he's yeah. not pulled out to the w- uh, wider areas where he's just he's just drowns. Yeah. He, he does fine. Yeah. And it's, so it's that's why you, I, I, like, I, I don't know. Like I can't really work it out. What like some of the criticisms like is uh, he's like tactically inept. He's his uh, positional awareness is blah blah blah. Like, how do these people know? Yeah, like they're not ah. playing football. But also, if you watch it, if you watch those two play, yeah. Lovren is the one that comes out to try and win the ball early, and Matip sweeps right. Yeah. So what that means is, I've said this a million times: when it goes wrong, he's going to look stupid. Yeah, but. Nine times out of ten, Matip will be behind him yeah. to clean it up. But Lovren is the one who tries to win the ball early. If you look at it, that's what he does. There's a good understanding. There's a good understanding between now. In fairness, exactly. Matip comes a lot as well. Yeah, and they was know being when to look, go. Matip was being listen, made there was quite a lot of balls that dropped over Matip in the second half of the season. Where if it was Lovren, he'd have been crucified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay, so. Andy, your favorite player? Now, I'm not saying you're not the best, but who was your favorite player to watch this season? Um, Alec Mane would be the obvious one. Um, uh, Coutinho. But just like just to be a little bit different, maybe like as Paul mentioned, Mane uh, and Coutinho is an obvious one. Lalani, yeah, brilliant season. Um, okay, like towards the end of the season, he wasn't as productive as he was throughout the really really strong spell where he was getting a few goals, he was getting a few assists. But he just seems to be so important to what Klopp is trying to do. Like he's he's always the force to lead a press. He's always he's always doing what they what what we need to be doing in games. You know, he like he shows he shows like captain qualities. Yeah, um, and he's an arky little bollocks. He always goes yeah, out to the biggest player. Yeah, after he the team tries to start to fight with him. He is a little bit 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 snidey and mm. as well. Like you know, it's just good to see that streak. He d- doesn't look tough like most people would say. Like 
Look, you know, they make a bit of a laugh out. Mine, mine, you, you mightn't believe mine, but mine is Lucas, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is becoming like a because yeah. he's going because <laughs> well, he's finally leaving. Whether he's going or not, like literally, I've watched him so many times over the course of the season. He's been shit like those times. You in that, like he comes into the t- we've been we've been challenging for the league title. Hasn't been signed. There was talk in December. He's off to Inter Milan again. The, the imaginary Inter Milan move that never happens, mm. right? So he's off to take all. Oh, that's it he'll be gone, gone, gone in January right and then all of a sudden just you see the head come around the door and it's like yeah. it's Christmas time and next minute he's waddling onto the pitch and you're like oh yeah. well you can do, deal with this because there's loads of games and there's a few knocks and a whole lot and then he's never getting out of the team mm-hmm. and then I was like we said Paul many times we sat there going look at the fellow running porridge it's <laughs> <laughs> just like running trying to get across the pitch mm-hmm. and there's like there's like there's mascots running quicker past and running down the line and it's yeah. like ah you know he's a great servant and he's just a bit unlucky but every game he's a bit unlucky there's something yeah. so then towards the back end of the season where he had a little bit of a renaissance and he wasn't doing the mad things that he's done Jordan Doe was 12 games when we couldn't buy a win and he was he was a perma fixture in midfield and you start saying to yourself you know if you don't leave this summer this is the perfect way for you to go I know. Right, even, yeah. even I'm not hating you anymore I am hating all the shit about 10 years it's amazing give him a testimony and all that no you, you won like I think you won a, 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 something out of the conflicts box or something at one stage while you're here but I, I, I just want I think it's the right time for you to go and, and go with everyone's well wishes because if you stay and you come on next year and you get a run of games we'll be talking looking at the January he February had the late run. season equivalent of the Martin Skirtle sliding tackle yeah right <laughs> yeah. where he's had a terrible game but you can see the sliding tackle coming and he looks amazing doing it gliding the ball goes out <laughs> and he gets up and jogs back cover that's what Lucas free. had for three games it's like oh Okay, that's what he can do when he's fit, and then he does the Lucas. But it was it was even the last two games where yeah. Klopp said, "Now do you know what? Actually, I'll actually go with lads that can run." Yeah. <laughs> I think just for these couple of games because I could understand, I could even understand why he was playing some of those games where you knew the lads were just going to lump balls down the pitch. And to be fair, he's not bad in the air in terms of winning headers, and you could see the logic in putting him into it. But when the when the crunch came and we needed to win points and win games, it, came out. Yeah. it was like the light went down and went. Yeah, do you remember when we were winning all those games at the start of the season? Who was it that wasn't in the team? <laughs> and then <laughs> just looked over and he's in there, unlucky! Yeah, that's right, sorry, sit down there. What's funny about it yeah, is Yeah, who, who set up the goal of the season, though? Well, the goal of the season. Not just our goal of the season, the goal of the season. The problem was, though, that was a clearance. He wasn't looking yeah. for Can. He was just, can, can I, just, just on that, that he set up for the goal of the season. The reason why it's goal of the season is because he dropped the ball too far behind him, and your man has to do fucking extra cav- cavertations to get the ball back over his head and into the top corner. Which but was just a do you remember Carragher's last game uh, against QPR, and uh, the crowd are telling him to shoot from yeah. like 50 yards out, and he takes his shot and it hits the post? It would have been a great goal. Lucas comes on for his last game and he runs through the middle of the park and Coutinho, Coutinho plays. I know! And Lucas almost like looks at him going, what are you doing, you twat? I'm never going to score. Why are you trying to give me the ball? And Coutinho's like, oh yeah, sorry mate. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he right. did Do score right. this season, didn't he? Lucas. A header. Yeah, that never counted. What? That never counted. Wasn't it? No, because we we done shit in the FA Cup then. Yeah, he scored a goal. Yeah. Right, so that was my favourite. Anyway, um, on to the next one. I will ask you, Andy, your, give me your turning points in the season. Key turning points for you. Okay, so... <clears throat> uh, can, can, you count, uh, can you count the very first game as a turning point? Because I think that was that was a real uh, like convincing moment. Like, holy shit, we're good. Mane, what the fuck? This is a great signing, you know? Like, 
unbelievable, unbelievable. And they were great that day and uh, such a, a great away win at the Armour Scar and fucking, what was it, was it four, four trades? Four, yeah. Um, then there was a bit of a stink on the second game, but the, ne- the next turning point was half-time at Bournemouth. Like, mm. I had a good first half. Were we 2-0 up? Yeah. Playing yeah. great football. It was the last, it was the last good football yeah. for months mm. then. Um, so that was a tor- uh, turning point. And then, then, uh, Jeez, who came back into the team uh, towards the end of the season? Was it Alana came back into the team and Coutinho start? Oh, Coutinho, Coutinho played deep. Yeah. yeah, so that was... Yeah, that, that was, was going to be my that one. That would have been the last four or five games of the season. Well, I would have said West Ham, West Ham away, which was the second to last game. Yeah. So the last two games for me, and I'll tell mm. you why, it's because it was the first time we worked out how to beat the deep sitting team, which was to pull Coutinho back yeah. and have three players in front mm-hmm. of him. And it was the first time I thought, whereas all the other games, like we either won because Coutinho scored a worldie or can score a worldie mm-hmm. or we got a penalty mm-hmm. or it was a, you know, shit. Whereas we scored seven goals without reply in the last two games against yeah. two teams that just sat back, mm-hmm. you know, weren't, weren't going to do anything. And we worked it out. So what I think for next season is he is now, Klopp has gone, Actually, I can make a system work with two strikers. I can play Coutinho deep if I need to, mm. or Lalana or whoever he buys. And actually, when a team wants to come and sit back, what we're going to do now is put our creative players deeper in the field and just run at them. Mm-hmm. So I, for me, the big turning point, A, we needed to win those two last games, but also if we'd stumbled over the line with niggly little one nils. Mm. I would have felt a little bit more like, geez, has he got a plan for next season as to yeah. how he's going to do it? Yeah. But now we've played differently, we've won yeah. well again, so I'm more happy now. And a bit of a semi turning point as well would have been when we beat Stoke away. Mm. It was a stinking first half. Yeah, mm. For me, it was gone. Uh, yeah. For me, it was a blinder. Like, so, like, nobody believed we we're going to get two away wins against them. Yeah. And West Brom. West Brom, yeah. Oh, mine would be similar enough to Andy. I'd say, you know, the Arsenal game reminded me a bit of remember the, the three one nils that we got at the start of the 13-14. Yeah. Where like as the season went on, you looked back and you say, if like if we hadn't even got the winner in one of them games, would the season have panned out the same? So I think like if we'd have gone to Arsenal and got beaten or something, like I, I think, you know, that the early form that we had that season, I don't think it would have been the same. And mm. um, I think the little the. Chance overhead that match another, another score game yeah like and that was a huge three points I thought as well mm. Say, similar to the Stoke game mm. just two scaldy away performances where he just pulled it out of the bag I think for, for me anyway the again like the, the, the Arsenal game is a marker mm. everyone is saying what's Klopp going to do with Liverpool this season go, to go to the Emirates turn them over convince them I know it was 4-3 was the final score we battered them but we battered them that day <coughs> battered them right? it was probably a marker to say that defensively yeah. we weren't going to be brilliant this season but we are still better defensively than we have been for the last five seasons yeah so we were never going to we are never going to get beaten yeah you know no no never, I, I, like, I agree with you it was completely balls out football oh listen I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you here yeah. I'm just saying yeah. but like it was, one, it was a marker I think after that you know the run of form and the games that we had, we looked brilliant up to the point Coutinho gets injured in November. Yeah, That's a real turning point yeah. because our form goes off a cliff at that point. Yeah. I think Lallana gets injured then as well. Yeah, We lose Coutinho and Lallana for a run of games. Mm. We stop 
winning we stopped playing this really fast attack and free flowing football we know Mane's on the way out to the, the African Cup of Nations and the first time we get asked questions which is over that whole Christmas spell we look like we've come through but we've burnt so much energy to yeah. get through that spell by the time we hit January like, it looked like the manager had burnt himself out because we, well. don't, we don't work the system doesn't work with Lallana in that front mm. three so if you what Klopp was doing when he lost Coutinho or Mane or Firmino was either playing Sturridge mm-hmm. or Origi which is a different system yep. or trying to push Lallana into that middle into and that Deonda. front three and then playing like Lucas can or Wijnaldum mm. or Henderson can Wijnaldum which mm. was just there was no one that could do, no one that can do what Lallana does in midfield and Lallana can't do what Coutinho or Mane does in up front so I think going into next season A I'm glad he's thought of a different way to play mm-hmm. to get around that but also we need to buy more pace mm. you know the only way that you know what Mane brings is lightning pace and even if he's not having a great game it means the defenders have to mm. worry about him and that frees up space for the others whereas when Lallana's playing in the front three you can play 10 yards further forward because Lallana's got no pace. He's not going to beat you for pace. Neither is Firmino or Coutinho. I think the, the, the one at post-Christmas is the, the decision after the Leicester game. Klopp even came out in the press and said, we just, we, he sort of more or less dumped the whole idea of free-flowing attacking football and saying, we just need to get results. Yeah, we're yeah. just going to... That, that was a complete mindset change for the team. And that's when we start grinding at 1-0. We start keeping clean sheets for the first time in the season. Well, we start, I, I'm sure some people would argue that the drop in Acarius was a turning point. There, there is. There's the, like, you look at the keepers, right? And, Not you me, know, no, I wouldn't No, you, that, you look at the keepers and Mignolet gets, <laughs> Mignolet gets dropped people are probably saying a bit harshly but if you remember the form back then it wasn't it wasn't great but that's Mignolet's first half a season form every single season since yeah. he signed us Carrius gets in I think Carrius' biggest issue is that had he started f- the start of the season he would have started with less pressure than what happens when he comes in because he basically has the whole fan base then going well is he going to be better than Mignolet or what and then comes in and as soon as he doesn't look any way confident at all in any way shape or form it, 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 the decisions are made on him yeah wow. Then you get then he, then he puts Mignolet back in, rightly or wrongly. Like there's, there's two ways you go to do it. In the end, he's proven right because Mignolet goes on and they qualify for for top four football. Was his was you will not say that Mignolet? No, I won't. Dave, and I said it right the way through the season on the pod. I just I don't see the improvement. I, I know people like, in some areas I do. Is no, kicking is kicking improved? It's terrible. It's no, kicking it, is kicking. Ter- Andy, his, we laughed about it. We talked about the fact that when he kicks a ball, it sounds like a fucking deflated welly being thrown yeah, up the park. A, it's improved a lot. He's he's not. <laughs> no, it hasn't improved a lot. It hasn't he's not, improved. He's not. He's not fucking. Do you, look, do you remember the time he was so his confidence was so low that he he let the ball keep rolling, rolling, rolling over the line, and he let it roll over the line. He was yeah. shitting his bags. Yeah, that's gone. His kicking is a bit, okay. is a bit more. If you let, let instead, instead of jumping in, just let me finish, right? And, and the reason right. why I say it is because every season since he's been here, he's been dropped in the first half of the season, right? Yeah. And he's always had better form in the second half of the season. Got his place back and gone on to play well. And by the end of the season, we've always said, "Well, do you know what? Well, you know, he's done well, and maybe he'll have a chance to fight for it. And if he keeps it, well, it's not the worst thing. But we definitely need to bring another goalkeeper in. The fact is, the exact same thing has happened this season." We've managed to get top four. He's made a couple of decent saves towards the back end of the season. But the real question for Mignolet is going to be, when this season starts off next year, is he going to be the same Mignolet to finish the season or is he going to be the same Mignolet that has started every other season? What do you think of the argument, Phil, that Klopp doesn't 
value goalkeepers as highly as some managers. He just thinks they've got to be reasonably competent, not do stupid things, which Mignolet does, don't get me wrong. But I think he will look at Mignolet, coming to collect crosses, kicking okay, not not great, kicking okay, making reasonable saves, and he'll go, do you know what? That's an area that I don't I don't really think is that important. Because he had Weidenfeller at... Uh, at yeah, Weidenfeller you know, was excellent, though. But he was like, you, you wouldn't have put him in the top five goalkeepers in the Bundesliga. I would have had him in the top five would goalkeepers. So was, a lot I, of people I, don't rate him. He was, he was taken to the last World Cup for the reason his form was that good. Yeah. I don't think any manager can underestimate the importance of a good goalkeeper. Every team that's ever won a league has had a, a keeper. I, I think I'm not saying this is true. I'm asking, no, but there's but a theory, right? Dave, I, I would just say, goes. just to counter-argue that, is that I would say when he looks at his side and he looks at the gaps he needs to fill in the squad, right, he can make an argument for keeping the two keepers he has, yeah. right, as opposed to saying, I need another centre midfielder, I need another left back. And that's my thing, is I think that if he thought the goalkeeping situation was as important as fans do, he buys a goalkeeper this summer. Mm. That's my view. So if he's keeping Minilay and Carius, either he thinks Carius will has a ceiling that is much higher than Minilay, right? Or he figures that well, it isn't that important. My, my, my point, the, the, the thing I tweeted yesterday is everyone's convinced that Ward might go back on loan to Huddersfield Town in the Premiership next year. I can see a very strong logic in them loaning Carius to give him a full season out of the glare, under his belt, in the yeah. Premier League. And keep him warders back up to Minulay. I'll flip my lid if that happens. No. I'll I, I, I tell you why. Everyone's gone about Ward as a young goalkeeper. He's the exact same age as Carrius. Exact same age as Carrius. Car- yeah. So Carrius had a couple of seasons in the Bundesliga, though. He's had one. Just one. Right. I don't think Ward will make it as, had a, as a top class goalkeeper. Ward's had one half season in Scotland. And he's had a full season of the championship, and it's yeah. in Scotland he won the won the, the Scottish Cup at Aberdeen. Yeah, and he's gotten promoted to Huddersfield Town from the championship into the Premiership. Yeah, and he's also made his debut for Wales. Now, all I'm saying to you is, I'm not saying that Ward is a solution, right? But in the event that that happens, and Mignolet has his normal first half of the season, if we loan out Carrius, the likelihood is that Ward will be our number one by Christmas. I yeah. think fuck that noise. If that I happens. think Carrius will start the season as number one. But like we we did we did all, we are all convinced by. Or at one stage, like well, it, we, we, we this, if we were doing the end of season review, we would have been sitting here saying, "I would have preferred to had Ward in t- at the back end of last season, oh. the Premier League, getting the experience as was." Anyway, we're talking about this season, but no, I, I hear your point, and I hear yeah. what I'm saying. But um, you know, and I can get the, the turning point. It, it, it is a turning point that he puts Mignolet back in, and Mignolet has a good second half of the season. That means that there was some level of confidence between the defence. Going back to your point, Andy. On, between the centre backs, the centre backs built a partnership when they were there, and they started becoming more confident in that that Mignolet was coming and taking crosses that you'd want him to do. There was a vast improvement in, in terms of how he's dealing with crosses. Mm. Shot stopping, there has been. He's, 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 well, he ain't justifies the means, but I, because yeah. st- we debated it a lot at the time, I still wouldn't have dropped Carrius at the time. No, because, and I said at the time, we know what Mignolet has got. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Carrius has got. You know. If he improved just a little bit, he would have been worth sticking with. And I just think that by dropping him and bringing Minilay back in, what you essentially said to Carrius is, you're not going to start another game mm. this season. And mm. he didn't, apart from the cup games, right? So I don't see how that benefits a, a 21-year-old goalkeeper. No. I just don't see how that works. 
I, like, I was the same. I wouldn't have dropped Karius. Like, looking back, it could have, it might have cost us top four because mm. Mignolet actually played fairly well. But I remember at the, at the time when he dropped Karius, I was, I was like, no, nah, get rid of Mignolet. Right, Paul, now I have you here. Um, unsung hero of the year. Unsung hero? Yeah. Um, I might go Mignolet actually for the, the second half of the season he had. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Unsung hero of the year, Mignolet. Ian Ayer yeah, is signed so. from that uh, German 1860 Munich. How long was he there? About three weeks. He joined them in April and he resigned today because they got relegated. <laughs> they got relegated, did they? Yeah. That had to be like an unfortunate set of results to get them relegated. Yeah, or something. they got so relegated, so he's resigned. He's resigned, has he? Yeah. Would you reckon he'll... Uh, Come back to Liverpool. He's, he's coming back for the ITK game? Just to let them know what's going on in the summer at Liverpool. I tell you, he could go back to Huddersfield. Wasn't he CEO of Huddersfield? Yeah. I think he was. He's probably looking at Huddersfield going, Oh, yeah. Okay. Premier League. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Andy, you are unsung here, do you? Yeah, Mig. Migs as well. Dave? I like Lowell's. Lowell's. Miller. No. No. Why not? Why? Yeah. Class. Nobody, nobody saw him. He is no fun. <laughs> nobody saw him. <laughs> no, we can't. Uh, Ryan Milner, anything? Uh, it's no, like he, storage. Uh, he scored loads of penalties. Missed one. The uh, most important one. Yeah, but he still scored loads of them. Mm. So yeah, he fair folks on the penals actually. Like, yeah, very that's low, a decent very record. Seven out of eight was until it? it really counted. Yeah, but everyone's gonna miss one if you're taking that many. He's still but. doing. Uh, he's still doing a fucking fine job at left back for mm. a centre midfielder yeah, for the first half midfielder. Um, and yeah okay but still you still wasn't being sung <coughs> the difficulty <laughs> the difficulty with the, the concept of an unsung hero in Liverpool is there is no such thing because as fans we everyone gets low like you know everyone has their favourites so I was going to say Wijnaldum because I think <coughs> Wijnaldum on the whole has not got a huge amount of credit from people about the season he's had but then I know there are some people who think like he's been, the world of them, yeah. yeah, he's been amazing. Mm. Um, the reason I think he's he's perhaps unsung is I think he scored really critical goals. Yeah, definitely. you know, and I think that's that's a, a value and a trait that that is is really really not noticed enough. Mm. You know, he scored I think against City, against Chelsea, and that goal against Middlesbrough that that's Opens probably it. the most important one of all of them, right? Yeah, because we, you know, we're going to half time nil nil. That's a different game. I, I probably would go for Lovren but I'd also but Andy a, sung him what? but <laughs> Andy's, already, Andy's him. already sung him today so that <laughs> he's ruined the unsung bit probably Emery Chan for me yeah Chan how's he unsung he had a really poor Jeez, first half of the season he's the bit like everyone's singing him <laughs> <laughs> well if, if they went at the start of the season they're all saying he was fat and he was overweight he was well then make up your mind is he unsung or sung can't wait till Carl listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, um, he was, he was very, very average for three quarters of the season. But he was playing out of position. Uh, and then, no, I think he's been good for the second half. Of the I season. think he's been good for the second half of the season. I think the first half of the season he he looked unfit. I think Hen- Klopp said he was injured as well. Henderson, yeah. Henderson's injury yeah. and his clearance from injury around the end of February, yeah. right? Where and even Klopp has said that's when he he starts losing the pain in the, in his thigh or his calf or whatever it was. And his form turns around completely. And it was at the most important moment. And the, um, the only reason I'm saying it as well, Andy, for me, the unsung bit is, it wasn't just the performances. You can see he is a real leader on the pitch. Mm. You can see the way the players react to him. Like, he can bollock anyone over on the pitch and nobody has a pop back at him. Klopp loves him as well. You can, and you can, all, you can always see that in, in the players that lead teams and mm. really lead teams. 
they can pick whoever they want, no matter how big you are or big your name is on the pitch, and they'll have a pop and nobody has a go back at you because they know nine times out of ten you're right. And for me, when I say it's not just about the overhead goal against Watford, because obviously you get the praise songs for that yeah. in terms of scoring it, but just his influence on games and driving us yeah. through that sticky period was something... That I'm, not, I'm not knocking him. I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying he's... For me, he's just living up to the expectations. He's probably living up to the the most minimum of... Ex- like, he came in with people raving about him. I mean, I didn't know what we were getting. I thought this fella was, tr- like, w- was going to be a fucking, like, a superstar. You know, like, he's he's living up to minimum expectations of what the name he is. He is only 23. Yeah. But, he's, think, but I'm, I'm more relieved. I'm more relieved. And I think he... He probably has no ceiling. Like he can probably get better and better. Yep. Like he has all the attributes. He's so strong. For me, he's fast when he gets going. Yeah. He's loads of ability. Like I think he could probably add goals to his game. But see, that he's not a cabbage on the ball. What's he got? Six goals this season. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think in, in terms of we were saying uh, last season, he got a goal or two goals or what it was. Yeah. This year, he adds four or five more. Mm. Right. So you're saying okay. So you're looking at progression. You're saying he had a, a tough patch where he seen, where the, the club are saying he was injured. He was carrying injured through. He got through it and he played through it as well. Yeah. An awful lot of players, you know, have, when, when if that we've got injured for us, haven't been able to play. Mm. It through it I think three winners. Well. Scored yeah. three winners well, as well. So like for me, for me anyway, John has just get has just got started. He's he's met the kind of uh, expectations, the minimum of his expectations. I don't want to keep emphasising that, but he's he hasn't like. Torn a place of sunlight, yeah. He's no, not, but that's, uh, I worry like, about his pace. That's still the thing, both the pace yeah. of him personally and but, yeah. the pace of his passing. He does yeah, so seem to struggle over the first few, five yards or on, whatever. On the, on the same bit for your thing around Milner, the reason why he's moving so here is it's not about just the what he did on the pitch, it was mm. his influence on the players around him in that, in that mm. really yeah. critical period, mm. right? And being a leader when we needed a leader, like because we were without Henderson for a long, long part of the season for a fellow who mm. got a bruise in his shin. He's been gone like forever, yeah. right? And we needed leadership. And we were start- going back to your point, Lalana, he's starting to look like a leader of the team. Mm. Chan starting to look- picked up and looks yeah. like a leader of the team. When when Coutinho drops back into midfield, he's leading the team as well. Mm. You look at the the back. Matip is a clear leader because the defense looks a lot better since he went into it. And this is not about babysitting. Just it seems a lot more <laughs> organized. No, it seems, it seems, no, but it seems a lot more organised and a lot more safe when he's there. So, the, and that's where it is. Um, do, do you know where to, I'd rather not have a captain at the back. I'm not saying about a captain, I'm just mm. saying in general. And, and look, Milner's captain by default because Henderson has no Yeah, legs. well, you know, actually, it, 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 it does throw up an interesting scenario. Like, they will have to elect a new voice captain because it'd be unfair to strip Henderson now, like, because he's had a bit of a difficult period with his injuries. It'd be unfair, like, to do that to him. But the voice captaincy when Milner's probably not going to play much football next season. We hope not. We hope the boy left full. Um, it'd be nice to give somebody that's going to play every yeah, game the voice captaincy. So, Chan or... The other thing like I'd that. say is that I don't think he's unsung because I think our fans love him. But I don't think we should underestimate what a batshit mental club Liverpool is to manage. You know, mm-hmm. And I think Klopp this season has never been more than a game away from crisis. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and he has never all season lost his cool, lost his temper, said stupid things, sounded deflated. That must, that must, particularly from January onwards, must have been a tough, tough club, tough dressing room to manage. Mm. So I, I think he does. I don't think he's actually getting as much credit for his season. 
as he deserves to finish ahead of United and Arsenal, given their reputation, their squads, and to be you know not a million miles away from City. I just think is uh, he's he's had a very very good season. Okay, sure. I, think, I think he handicapped himself a bit in the transfer market and then did really well to overcome yeah. that. Yeah. For spending so well, he spent a few bob, but like for the net spend and everything else, like he's against all odds. Like there's huge amounts of money spent um, by United, by Mourinho, and we're just not in that league when it comes no. to the transfer market. Arsenal very established. Like it looked like they only they were kind of adding the last couple of pieces of a jigsaw there, putting on a, a title. Well, they were thought the Shaka and Mustafi. Yeah. yeah. Was, I was, mean, that's it, right? They're, they're, you know, they're that's the team. They need a spine. They bought a spine. They mm-hmm. qualify for the Champions League every season. Yeah. Arsene Wenger, like it, no matter what they say, he's a good manager. And um, against all odds, he's 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 beat them two managers. Yeah, I agree, totally agree. And I think particularly United with Mourinho, where you know he bought. Let's be honest. We all would have taken Pogba, Mkhitaryan, mm. Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Probably Ibrahimovic as well, right? Mm. I mean, even though I think at the beginning of the season none of us thought that he was maybe going to be as good as he's been. But and and adding that to the squad that he had, they Mental. should have Mental they should silence. have been much further ahead than they were. Favorite moment, single favorite moment. Just the last the last day the last day of the season when we kind of went two goals up. Yeah, felt all good, Paul. That's up there. Probably when Aldum's goal right before half time, right, right before half time, where you really thought, oh yes, that like that will settle us a good bit. Or else Mane's goal in the like ridiculous injury time in the derby. Yeah, that was amazing. After after such a shy game, the second derby I think was because going up to the second derby, everyone was saying they do Everton do. They're in good form, and I think we beat them three 0 Yeah. And uh, there was actually, you know, I, I said it before the pod, I was watching the, you know, uh, goal rush, you know, the thing on LFC TV, all the goals that we scored last season. Fucking hell, we scored some great goals. Mm. Absolutely. And you don't appreciate it in the moment because you're so stressed watching the game. But like Coutinho scored some unbelievable yeah. goals where yeah. he dribbled through teams, yeah. pivot scores, mm. you know, some great free, is, is free kick on the first day of the season against Arsenal. Yeah. That's an unbelievable free kick, you know? I have to say, for me... It's a, it's a series of moments. Yeah. Like, Anfield has normally been the ground where opposing keepers come and have the games of their life. This year, we've had Brad Guzan torn up. Yeah. <laughs> the absolute manure. Robles. Robles. Oh Robles God. in goal for everything. For the derby oh, is arguably God. one of the greatest moments in LFC history, right? But, like, he wasn't even diving for shots. Yeah, Origi's goal. Did uh, Pantillo have sticks in Anfield as well? Yeah, he could have. Yeah, I think he did. Was he for who? But I think that was last season for something. I think it was last season, wasn't it? But definitely, Robles is just. I thought yeah, me we were breaking a shit laugh about him. Was he in goal for Watford for the six, whatever six nil or six? I think he was. Maybe we were laughing about him not moving and putting his hands out like. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Robles for the six goal in the derby. 
he like if he had a towel, he would have thrown it in before Iggy kicked <laughs> it. Yeah. He just went, oh fuck that! I'm like the commentary, Tyler says to them, "Oh, Iggy scored," and Neville just goes, "Something's not right here." Yeah, I want to yeah. see a replay. And it's something's not right. <laughs> and, yeah. he's like, and he's looking at it. Rob Les doesn't even dive. But what's what's yeah, going on? And he just kind of walks the other way when yeah, it's he going. Just, and he goes, he's just like, "That's a goal." Oh, shots! My <laughs> one weakness. <laughs> you know what a keeper thinks is going wide, and they act all nonchalant yeah. about it. They ask going wide. Straight down the middle of the goal. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know I'll confuse them. <laughs> it's probably going to go under the goal this yeah. year. They won't see this coming. Oh, yeah. Even Manny's opener. He miskicks the thing and it goes. It was rolling about for 10 hours. But like, and I do mean what I said. Every season is a season of moments, but there just seems to be lots and lots and lots of brilliant moments across yeah. the course of the season even Klopp's early season celebrations where other managers were going ballistic about it and he was jumping up and down yeah. do you remember the Chelsea game we won't be fucking beaten we won't be beaten yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the fucking face of the fourth official yeah I love it I mean I love Klopp I think yeah. the more he gets into other managers heads and the more he winds them up and it, because that's what you want and I think that that's what Anfield needs as well yeah. but what I would say is I think he's created a bit of a ride for his own back now where the crowd is waiting for him and like when he reacts they react but yeah. actually they need to be reacting first yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. it's like yeah. and I know that's easy for, for, for us to say we're not there and whatever but mm. you know I, I think that for next season he needs and I think it'll come if we play you know and it all comes from the players as well but so many times it was like him having to cheerlead and orchestrate the crowd mm. I think he'll get sick of it next season he won't want to do that every week you know like during the derby mm-hmm. wasn't he going mad and Alan Coombe and said yeah. something after like I didn't like the way he was going on and yeah. like they said to Klopp like what do you think of that and I was like don't rise to it don't rise to it and he just goes Coombe's talking about me <laughs> okay and just walked off <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> he did, you know, you know, his little silly face. Where he goes, "Come talk about me," and he knows that silly smile. He goes, <laughs> and then he just walked off. Like, yes, minute there. Did he? Yeah. Did the, was the boom this year? No, was no, it was last, last year against year, City. Yeah, 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 last year against City. Yeah, he kind of, he kind of chilled out though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he relaxed, uh, more. especially yeah. the second yeah. half of the season. Yeah, I don't but think it, he was as animated on the line. Like, how often did we see him just sort of yeah. sitting there with his arms folded, having chats? Yeah. But I reckon a second was that the real, season. Was that the real Klopp or was that the pretendy one they have on the bench as well to confuse the camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we lose every but he game where he show, they show him on the uh, camera. Yeah. Did he, he have an illness this season, was it? Yeah. No, it was last season. Last, yeah, season, last season. I reckon yeah. the second half of the season he decided who he hated. You know, yeah. the way we all decided at the beginning of the season yeah. who he hated. He did, it, he did it after January and he suddenly went oh fuck I hate half of these people half of these players <laughs> fuck I need to buy some players so I can't pretend like I love them all anymore so like you know I still give lover and a hug and Klein a hug who do you think he hates everyone probably no he doesn't he loves them all nah I think he, he I actually don't think he likes Milner as much as we think he likes Milner because he screams at Milner for the entire game <laughs> never hugs him never hugs him just shakes his hand over. he just, never hugs Millie no, no. maybe so, Milner's telling me he doesn't like hugs yeah just gives him a maybe salute. the dinosaur in the Nivea ad is actually <laughs> that's fucking a weird. he never hugs Milner no watch it again yeah never watch it again the whole season yeah <laughs> <laughs> watch them just coming out the pitch at the end who does he not hug as well who does he not hug as yeah. well storage he does he hugs storage coming off the pitch loads he doesn't hug storage Klein Origi all in Aldo I don't know what it is <laughs> but like I wouldn't I wouldn't put like uh, hugs down as the 
That's the marker. Brought to you by Ritter Sport Marcy Pan. Ne- there hasn't been a player since he's come in that he kind of fell more in love with than I be. <laughs> and look what happened to him. Didn't hug Markovic. Not surprised. No. Straight hey, arms. Straight arms. Markovic is a Markovic fucking there, was he? He's cult. back at uh, well, he was back, back in Melwood, wasn't he? Yep. Because he got injured. Yeah. Didn't hug Sacco when he came with Crystal Palace. Not surprised. No. Sacco had a buzzer on his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder did Sacco um, come back after his injury? No. Or was he looked after? No, they let him stay at Palace. Yeah. And they've shouted that he was doing his rehab or something and he's in his palace. He said, gear. We trust the palace doctors to give him the right steroids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, that's, that's his like, Mama do something. He just said cheat. Clearly, just didn't want, was like, didn't want the money. He seems the place. to know yeah. what he's doing with his prescriptions. Yeah. So he doesn't need our doctors. You know, he can do whatever he wants. What does he want to take? Yeah, that's grand. Yeah, that's grand. Take, that's grand. Yeah. Take whatever. <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> I think you need to test Sacco again. Who's this? This isn't a nun. This is not Jurgen Klopp anyway. Here, quick. Uh, what Sacco, are you, you talking about? It it's still bright outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, take whatever you want. Yeah, take whatever you want. It's like everything, everything, everything is cleared. That packet of pills I sent you, all cleared. No, don't go to the doctor. I'm sure it's fine. Honestly, no. <laughs> what does it say? Conti- I, yeah, I think that's me. And a bottle? No, no, no. 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 Right. A banana. Yeah. Listen, if it's in a needle, it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, Andy, um, one last one because uh, we, we have a few things to wrap up before we finish off tonight. But anyway, uh, one last one for you. Right now, f- one to ten, as seasons go, how did that feel for you? One to ten. Um, for where for where we're at at the moment? Uh, nine. 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 Oh, can you can we like can't expand on that now? Oh yeah, <laughs> what like nine point something? Yeah, I like I like if you won the league or something like that. You know, it's 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 more than ten out there. Like, but like I think you have to be realistic. I, I wanted to listen back to myself talking about the season in a preview and just to see what I was really saying. But as far as I remember, it was like top four would be difficult. You know, it's it's a toss up. I kind of fancied. Uh, you know, United to do very well and City to do very well, and wasn't actually that worried about Chelsea. But there you go. You weren't. But, I, um, I actually remember saying, "No, I can't say it. No, non quantity. I can't see him doing anything." Non quantity. I've never said that <laughs> at all. I've never said non quantity. So well, well, sorry if they yeah. were your exact words. But I did. I did. I did. There are nobody's exact words. I know for a fact. I know for a fact. I know I wrote them off after a non quantity, unknown quantity. You said non quantity. No, you just went listen properly. Too much sugar. I thought I kind of wrote them off after a few games. Anyway, especially after we beat them and stuff like that. But no, like. I think top four we achieved like 76 points like that's it, it's not short it's not short of a really really good season for a team that's hasn't spent much like you know a manager's first full season stuff like that um, the point the, the point will be dropped it, eight and a half right the 1.5 points dropped will be the, just the lack of sort of balls throughout that middle poor period mm-hmm. I thought like the cup games are a very good opportunity to say we're going out of this if we lose this, this game like yeah, the yeah. Southampton second leg and uh, who knocked us out of the, the FA Cup then Wolves. Wolves like they were they were games where he could have went and played a 4-4-2 diamond just or whatever and just said whatever we're doing at the moment is not work we're on a very bad run of 
picking up draws and defeats yeah. and we just can't buy a win this is a good chance to kind of turn the season around uh, we're going we might as well go out of this competition kicking and screaming and that, that that's really where it fell down for me but mm-hmm. apart from that like we got to see some fabulous football up to the end of November with some amazing results like even throughout December when I tapered off a little bit and beating mm-hmm. Everton and beating City and then uh, the finish of the season was quite positive and it makes you feel really good and positive yeah. about next season so, That's it, so an 8.5 or 9 out of 10 8.5 to 9 Paul I'd say about 7.5 7.5 yeah at the start of the season I thought we'd a job on getting top 4 so I would have said 9.5 out of 10 if you if 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 said at the start of the season we're finishing 4th but then, having seen like how shite United and Arsenal were, I thought we made a like a bit of a meal of doing it. So, mm. so and we drop a point basically for January and February. But like that, was, a, that like, was absolute. They, gig. Not to cut across here, Anton. They you can't be did, in that. Just cut across me, but go ahead. <laughs> but they can't. Uh, they can't be in that shite. Like Arsenal still got seventy four points, and United still had about seventy two or something like that. There are points that we just Arsenal haven't got been getting. I thought it was 74. 75. Well, there you go, even better. Like, there are points that we just haven't been able to achieve, no, apart no. from 13 and 14. Absolutely. We just haven't been able to do that. No, so, but like, as shite as it, they looked at, at times, they were still fucking much better than us in the last 10 years. Dave. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kind of scared to say it now. Uh, <laughs> I would have, I'd say eight. We had this discussion uh, in the WhatsApp group. I think finishing fourth is both like a great result, but also like the bare minimum we could. Achieve. So it's hard to rate it because, like Paul said, if you said at the beginning of the year you'd finish ahead of two of those six, right, and finish in the top four, we'd all have taken it, mm. right. The downside is with a bit more guts and a bit more, you know, ambition. Was this the chance, you know, to actually take a, a big leap forward? while the others were struggling, mm. you know? Because if you look at next season... Calm down. <laughs> but no, because, like, Chelsea won the league with a uh, You've you talked were, twice now over something. Dave was putting his point forward. They were. My, well, my point he, is... He invited me back in by looking at me. Stop fucking farting, will you? That's I'm only half a point lower than you, right? I think it's a great season, to be fair. I want to try and get you... I want to bring you up a half a point. The reason, a part of it is because I'm looking forward, looking ahead to next season, right? And you say, okay, five teams are going to be in the Champions League. None of, nobody of the top six teams have the advantage of saying they're not in Europe, right? So you're not going to get Chelsea aren't going to have the advantage they had this yep. season. So then you say, okay, well, with that as a level playing field, or you know, do we have the same opportunity next season as we had this season to go and do something? And particularly when you think about where we were in January, right? That's for me why I'm half a point lower than you. Mm. Because for me, you know, does two signings in January, you know, maybe another forward and a left back or another forward and a goalkeeper or another forward and a centre-half, does that, is that the difference between fourth and maybe winning the league or fourth and being there till the last game of the season and being further ahead then in terms of our development next season? My worry is that despite this finishing fourth, it still feels like we've got a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Right? And... We're not going to do more than three of the other five. The three of the other five around yeah. us. So that's my worry: is that, yep, great season on its own in in isolation, but put it next to, you know, City are going to spend three hundred million. 
Chelsea have been champions twice in three years. They're going to add to that squad. I'm not so worried about United because I think the flaws in that squad are, are a Mourinho flaw, not a not a player flaw. And I don't don't particularly worry about Arsenal. I think Spurs will fall away. But for for Chelsea and City, I just don't see how we catch them. For me, I'm 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 caught I'm caught between seven and eight out of ten. Right, and I think it, it boils down to the arguments we're just having here. Right, I can give it an eight out of ten because we achieved top four. It was the minimum expected and a minimum acceptable standard for the season. Why I think it borders back to a seven is we were in the top three for the majority of the season. We're talking about the top four, but we're in the top three for the majority of the season. Yeah. You can only take a season on the context of that season. If we finish with that points total last year, we finished second. Yeah. Right. So it's great that we finished with 76, but all those points are in context that we had to keep winning to make sure that we stayed in the top four. Top three, we're in the group stage of the Champions League. We're not worrying about a poxy qualifier. I know that seems harsh. I, I, I know it seems harsh now, but say, worst case scenario, we, fa- we, we don't manage to get through the qualifier and we end up in the Europa League. The difference between finishing fourth and fifth is we may as well have finished sixth. Well, the, yeah, and I agree. The only advantage, I suppose, is hopefully we would have got the transfers done. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. No, but, but my point is that, and that's why I'm struggling to go over the eight with it because I think it's a brilliant. I think overall, I think that the feeling at the end of the season, achieving the top four, achieving what was a minimum accepted standard, is brilliant because of the way it's done and the way we just fucking dug our nails in and got there in the end and got ourselves over the line. It's yeah. something we haven't done. The biggest question in my mind I've had over that, that Liverpool team and an awful lot of players out there was the mentality. The mentality yeah. to deliver, deliver when under massive pressure, right? And that, for me, is the biggest sign of progress that I've seen in that side. The thing, the thing I would say, and I'm going to argue against myself a little bit and maybe go more towards Andy's point, is <laughs> we're not going to win the league, mm. right? But we have to accept that a little bit. But can I say, and, and this, this annoys me just a wee bit because we all accept we're not going to win the league. Right, yeah. Leagues are won in the context of how the other teams perform in the in the course of a season that's in front of us. We've no idea how Chelsea are going to perform next year, how United are going to perform next year, how Arsenal. We're going off the base of what we had, but at the same time, Leicester won the league last season. Okay, but take Leicester out, right? They're the exception that proves the rule. Take them out for a minute. Every single winner of the Premier League mm-hmm. in history. Mm-hmm. Finished no lower than second or third the year before, right? Except so, Chelsea this year. Uh, yeah, so these are the two anomalies, right? You got Leicester and Chelsea, and but both of them, neither of them had European football, mm-hmm. right? And we are not, we are not trying to beat one club, or no, but we're that, trying to beat four clubs. But that negates my point. My point is that we're in the top four going into next. We, we are a team that's in the top four going into next season. Going back to your point that you, you have to be in the top four to win the league or to make a challenge in the league. That's normally where it comes from, right? Yeah. We're there. If it turns out that other teams have injury crises, don't perform as well as they have, signings don't gel, don't settle in, why shouldn't we have an expectation to say, we're, we're a top four. Oh, this is my year. point about the mark is that the expectation to win the league maybe is an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. So, you know, in that sense, maybe we Sports had a much better happen. season than we thought. We wouldn't have won if, the league if we bought six players because Chelsea, Chelsea got in like a record amount of points. It's very hard, very hard to catch that team. You know, and Spurs had such a good season they couldn't catch them. Um, so I think that it was a gamble that paid off, and and that makes me extra happy about the season because now Klopp doesn't have to worry about making a rash decision to sign a centre half. 
And now we can look at the summer and sign the proper players. And my, my, my normal negative side is where, where the 7 out of 10 is pushing towards the 8 out of 10 in this instance because the way we finish this season, if that isn't the point for whoever we sign and whatever players we have going into next season that were there from last season to say, we can do anything under this manager. He knows what he's about and he believes in us and we, we, can, we can get ourselves across the line. We know how to win under pressure. We know how to grind out results. We can beat anything that's thrown up against us in this league. For the first time in a long time, right, I remember going in, we are going into a season where we're going in with our fucking sails up. Even in 13 14, we had come out, our fucking balloon had been massively deflated because of what had happened over the last three games. Mm. We're going in with a different mindset. This and is like. Suarez left. Yeah, and Suarez left. This is, we're going in, if we avoid selling any of our big players, yeah. we're going in for the first time in a, in a long, since Rafa was at the club. <clears throat> Building on something mm. as opposed to replacing yeah. or yeah. trying to rebuild something. There's Even nobody who is in that first team mm. squad, apart from maybe Lucas, that we should be looking to sell. Nobody. And Clevin. I no, don't no, care. It's not like, I mean, it's not. There should be no rush to, to no. get rid of Clavin. Like, he, he, you know, we need. Kind of need four or five. Force them down the pecking order at least. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure I you will be. I'm sure, like, uh, if Gomez is to ever have a future at Liverpool, like, next season mm. needs to be the yeah. season where he's available and fit I'm and, and getting a bit of football. Yeah. So that should be him ahead of him. So Lucas certainly should not be. Because he's good you know. Not because he's not good enough, no, but because there's other opportunities. But, yeah. you know, we're not losing. We, we haven't got a single player who would contribute to that first team that we should be thinking of. Yeah. Like, if we have, if we have Lauren Matip, um, the likes of Andy comes in, someone as someone as good as him, and then Gomez. Like surely to God, that's that's a far centre back yeah. that if he can keep them fit, um, for the most part fit for the season, and then like if we had to really depend on Clavin then to come in. Well, just to wrap it up, just for anyone who gets on and says, "But didn't any trophies? You mean you mean you, you, you fuck off?" Right? Um, it's a seven. It's an eight out, an eight to eight and a half out of ten season, and Paul seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. All right, great. We'll deal with that. Okay. Did you just average it out there? Yeah, eight. But, uh, but Dave was moving up towards me. What? Dave was moving up towards well, the nine. Four of us. So we've two nines. You're not, <laughs> you knock off the highest mark and knock off the lowest mark and go for the in the middle bit, eight. So he, he does like to be right, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit right um, lads quick ones transfers we signed some Solanke from Brazil today yeah you? very yeah. good I watched him yeah yeah yeah. Watched Fluminese him. yeah amazing. I watched him very what, good who was he playing for Fluminese was he uh, Rio de Janeiro Rio <laughs> <laughs> CF yeah. Rio de Janeiro very CF good. very good Watched yeah. him, watched him since he was born. <laughs> since he was yeah, born, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was well, like since he was pre-cup. Great talent, yeah, very good. Are you happy enough? He's gone straight into the first team. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's going to replace. I YouTube them. Did you? Yeah, I d- like. Jeez, I don't know. Do, do people know about him? Is there people out there no, claiming to know about him? Nobody, nobody there are people out there claiming to know about him. Me Chelsea are, fans don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah, seemingly we are linked to him last season while he was still on that contract. Anyway. He's a lad who's nineteen, who's arguably not going to be anywhere near the first team. Now, lads, the breakdown. Well, what do you think? What, what do you think is the point of signing him then? Probably League Cup, FA Cup games. 
We don't have a striker at under twenty. And we don't have a yeah. We don't have a striker at twenty three level. We've got the likes of Wilson and Kent and Ojo, and you've got Woodbourne who's coming through, but no real striker. Yeah. You've got what was the what was the fella who was getting a, a sniff? That's only sixteen or something like that. They've promoted. They had him in the under twenty threes. Brewster. Brewster. Ryan Brewster. But he's was only seventeen. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In terms of like that nineteen twenty year old, we don't have him. Yeah. We've got Origi who's twenty one. Origi might go as well. I read today. Yeah. yeah. So you, you don't know. You've got Ings. I've never been so split on a player. It's weird. It's a weird one to read. Yeah, it goes it through really these is. It's, it's, like, it's like one minute I'm going, geez, he's a complete striker. He's yeah, got everything. got everything. And then I'm going, actually, then he he's can't he's fucking shy. Uh, but, but I suppose the, the, the one thing that I found interesting in all the articles is that they've agreed to sign him. And I think, look, I'm welcome. If, if, the, if, if the fella is gifted and it seems to be a gifted footballer and they're saying he's been, have, he's been the best player in this under-20 World Cup that's going on at the moment for England. No, and that's, that's genuine. I know, but Paul, but like, if he is playing well, brilliant. Like, that's Made up. Made up. <laughs> but if he is, that's great. Um, but what I, would th- I thought the really interesting part was to say that he's signing within the club's wage structure for young players. And at the same time, the next paragraph was that we'd now terminate our interest in Sessegnon. And I think... The the fucking breakdown that's gone on about Sessegnon is unbelievable. This is a sixteen year old who's only had a seventeen. Goal. Seventeen. And so and is uh, this new striker about well, how old is he? Nineteen. Nineteen. But can I just say Sessegnon, who is the so seventeen year old kid they want to play starting left back for us. Mm. Who plays, the, who plays in the championship? As, and that's at all no, his best game left wing. Fuck off, he's not League One, is he? So he's Fulham. Fulham. But he's had all his best uh, games at, at left, left wing. wing. Yeah. So is it's Harry like, Redknapp the manager? No, it's... Uh, no, no, I'm saying no, it's Harry Redknapp, air yeah. manager. No. I'll sign Gary Bale and play yeah. with left back. But what's mad about it is... So is like, he, geez, is he good enough to be... Uh, so I don't even know if yeah. he can... He's not going to start left back for Liverpool in the Champions League at no, 17. He's no. not going to do that. Yeah, so we were always going to need another one. So... Yeah, yeah. And I, I, like it'd be, it, I think it'd be unfair to demote Milner to nothing. Exactly. Like he's no place in Sandman Field. So he's not going to start Sessing, you know, so he's yeah. going to be backup. So then you say to Milner, well, now you're third choice left back yeah. and fifth choice centre midfield. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's not, it's not really a signing that makes a huge amount of sense if, if we're after an established left back. And listen, if, if, can, if Spores have come in from and they're saying, we're going to give you 80 grand a week to come to Spores, yeah. right? fair play to them, right? Now, what, the, what I find strange about Spores signing them. Is, is Danny Rawls must be off, is he? Because if uh, Ben the, Davis the, as well. They'll talk about him. I bet they play him left wing. Hmm. I, I but, don't think they're going to play him left back. But Dave, like, uh, yeah, so maybe Dave. Dave said, "Listen, we 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 can offer you a bit of football here. Yeah, you can play a bit of left wing. We don't really have a formation that's going to suit them. Like they could sell Rose. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, Rose went to United or yeah. City or Chelsea mm. or something. Like, and the two of them, Rose is only twenty fucking five or yeah. six, and then Dave is young. Yeah. No, but but my 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 point is that the people having breakdowns just pay the money, just pay the money, just pay the money. Right at the same time, if we can't yeah. afford to sign a proper Centre forward or centre back because we're paying a kid a hundred grand a week, let's say, yeah. right? And we want we can't pay the two hundred grand that it is to get say Kata over the line. Let's say it is right, yeah. Because we've given a hundred grand a week away, the club put a wage structure in place for for players under twenty or under eighteen or under nineteen, whatever it is. And you've got to back that and say, well, fair enough. That's what they've decided to do. Klopp is fully on board. He that's said, Klopp. That's Klopp mm. has said he. That's what he wants. So if you're saying you don't agree with this. Then you don't agree with Klopp. Mm. Essentially, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Plus, transfers are wank. I mean, yeah. people know fuck all about it. It's like people, if you did a 
uh, and this is, let's be honest, this is like social media and stuff like that. If we did a Twitter poll on whether we should have spent the money on money at the uh, last summer, mm-hmm. everyone would have said no, right? If you'd done a Twitter poll when we signed Markovic and Lalana and said, which of these two players do you think will have the best career at Liverpool? Everyone would have said yeah, Markovic. Yeah. If you'd said, who should be our starting centre-back? Should it be Thiago Elori or Dejan Lovren? Yep. People would say Elori, right? So, but none of us know anything. Yeah, we have a we have a big hang up on the unknown, and it's just, maybe it's, like the, some people lead the charge. And well, I've declaimed that they know a lot more about them. They watch them. Yeah, Divock Origi was the worst player in France, right before yeah. he came to Liverpool. Yeah. See, see what's and, what I mean? and what's causing the latest furor? The real cause of all this is because City have gone out now and signed exactly. four players. Yeah, right. Yeah, the panic is on. City of but see now there's an art like, like I can get on board well fair play to City you just said I don't give a fuck how much all this is going to cost us there's all the money go and spend all the money but obviously we're not going to do that type of stuff mm. so stall the beans you'll also be the same crowd who'll be saying when Tottenham signed lads in August for 6 million and 7 million and saying well you know had we just sat back and relaxed now we would have been able to pick these bargains up as it comes towards the end of the mm. window so you can't both, you can't no. sign all your players in the first weeks of the windows and also sign all your players yeah. in the last weeks of the windows because it's one of the Twitter. So well, like, somebody said if we're me, judging our summer on what Man City do, we're gonna have a. Yeah. We're all gonna be very disappointed. Oh, fucking hell, forget exactly. about. Like, and then you don't want Klopp as manager if that's no. the case either. Like, I, I don't know. I don't even. I not convinced Pep's gonna last the City. Like, well, too he, much expectation. He has to. It's deliver. fucking weird. Like, I, I, this to me doesn't seem like Pep at all. Plus, he's only ever ma- and Rossi. He's a brilliant manager. He is, but he's managed but in he's two fun. leagues where he-, he was at the two best teams, yeah. and they had one challenger. Now he's in a league where there are five teams who will go into next season, six teams even, go into next season thinking they can win the league. Yep, and six teams that are all going to go and spend a hundred between a hundred and three hundred yeah. million. It's it's weird. It's weird. Like Pep, he spent forty five um, million on a goalkeeper. Yeah. A fucking goalkeeper. He's about to spend forty five million on a left back. What the worst like? position in football. But has he really got what control there? Like? I mean, Edison. I know he didn't have full no, control. Yeah, that's, no, he I mean, that's, at Barca, like nobody has full control. You just you fall in. And then uh, when he went, mad. then when he went to the Bayern, like who was the touch Bayern <laughs> in that league? I I think I'm going to make a big show. I think he's going to be gone by Christmas. I tell you what, I think. I go one bed and I say that there's, go there's, a good, there's a good bet that neither Manchester manager lasts the season. Yeah, Mourinho definitely. I, would, I actually coming. wouldn't be surprised uh, if it gets so rotten on Arsenal as well that Wenger could be gone by Christmas. Jesus, there'll be no managers left yeah. by Christmas. Pep's going to end up back Arsenal at Christmas. <laughs> Boom. Wenger at United, yeah. Mourinho at Stevens oh, Day fixes. Liverpool Liverpool what, what I was going to say there about Session, someone said to me today after I was kind of just slagging off people fuming over over him going to sports uh, we, we've we probably missed out on the neck of Gareth Bale like I mean that's madness ah, listen and this is the madness right because we signed fucking Markovic for 67 billion yeah. right and the fella has more chance of playing more games for United than he will for Liverpool yeah. right and I think you're out money off people as well yeah yeah because I remember somebody said you saying that he'll never play more than twenty games. Well, Damo definitely said yeah. he'll never play more than 10, 20 games for Liverpool's first team over the course of five seasons. Mm. Was this? No, oh, you're wrong. He's going to be the greatest player in the world with the Ballon d'Ors and the whole. Who's this? Well, who? Damo. Who are you talking about, though? Who? All of them. Go and search. Um, go and search Damo's tweets. Do you know? I, I like, do you know who the next Gareth Bale was? Oxford Chamberlain. Yeah. And we want to sign him. 
So well, that's because he played for Southampton. Gareth Bale is like fucking unbelievable. Anyway, Gareth Bale played for Southampton. Just Of course, fans have like he could be the next Gareth Bale. Uh, fans, I think, have a right to be. Of course, fans have a right to be annoyed or disappointed, but I just don't think they have a right to be so irrational and so so negative. Like at this, it's May. It's unless, May. It, unless they're a funny. Teenage, a teenage left back in the championship. Yeah. I can't get me. And to be go, to be going it. fucking absolutely bonkers. It's May, and he's not Gareth Bale. He never will be Gareth Bale. And you know this this attitude from fans is toxic, as far as I'm well, concerned. One thing, because there's, there's no real transfer rumors to talk about tonight. But here is the most. This and this is hot off the press, right? Mohamed Salah's agent has Liverpool fans in a stare after his latest Instagram post. Right now, this is encapsulates the madness of our fans in a fucking microcosm. Right, <laughs> his agent. Instagrammed a picture of his passport and a ticket to London. <laughs> oh, it's done. Done. Uh, right? Announced Salah. Now, hang on. Here's the healer. quality. Where is he flying from? From Rome. Do they have a direct flight into Liverpool? Flying I, to London. Easy, Jay. He obviously only flies British Airways. He's flying to London. Flying to London because yeah, like, we have the headquarters in London. Hang we on. We have. Hang on. I'll tell you why. Is this where we're doing the business now? Yeah, tell you why. Sorry. Tell you why he's definitely signing for us. The agent... Also followed the official Twitter account of Liverpool oh before he left the airport. <laughs> Salah done deal. Broken here forced on the day trippers. This can't. This is. Do you still watch Italian football? Yeah, not as much as I used to know. He's good though, Salah. He is. He, he would be a good. Yeah. Yeah. He is very yeah. good. Yeah. He would be a good. He'd be the good wide forward that we're talking about in terms of. When you think of players that haven't really, like a lot of players haven't worked out with Chelsea and went on to well. Like, they, they just bought up. everyone. Even that Brazilian bloke oh. that we've just signed. And like all the stick so that I we, get. all the stick that we get. Yeah. About money ball. Chelsea are the ultimate money ballers. Sign everyone and sign then, everyone and send them out on loan, never even paid them. Yeah. That's money ball. Yeah. Like this business of like uh, pull, uh boy young, so we're we're getting this good guy, it's gonna cost us three million a tribunal. And people are already saying, Oh, FSG, boy young, uh sell for profit. There's been zero evidence of that happening yet. Well, so, has that happened because you know, they the didn't even buy Sterling they Self go mad cheating. when we sign players and don't make money on them yeah. they go mad when we if we sign we sign Benteke right and if we told Benteke for 20 people, million yeah. they would have gone crazy these people think that money balling and a way of making money is by buying a player for like 15 million yeah. paying him 50 million over 5 years and then selling, and then selling them for 16 million <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> profiteering That's <laughs> and, and then that million is going back over to the Red Sox yeah and then when they, they do a deal what, like yeah. uh, like Sterling and uh, Suarez, fans go, "Ah, oh, yeah, that's only because of Suarez, though. It's only because of Suarez that they're good at that they've made money." It's like, well, yeah, obviously. yeah, because that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Okay, um, so lads, any will any transfers happen for us during the week? During the week, no, yeah. because it's not even July yet. Grant, I think Van Dyke will get uh, announced this week. Van Dyke will get announced this week. Can that happen? Yeah, can announce it and he'll sign his life. I thought we were only getting. Uh, no, yeah. sure, we, we, we've announced the Solanke thing as Dave on, on July 4th. Paul. See, but there's interest think, from Van Dyke from other clubs. Cook out to Chelsea, cook out to Chelsea. I think Van Dyke. I think Chelsea's the one where we're most at risk, but he seems to want to come. See? We own Southampton, so. Yeah, Do you think, so. uh, yeah, there's definitely we've a little kind of direct link. Has to be. That's, you, where, that's where FSG's money's going. It's you think we're going to get this, um, this player who's uh, had one good la- season in Bundesliga? Who, Keita? Yeah. I think we'll get him as well. I think it's an interesting one. Red Bull Leipzig is an interesting experiment and it's worked so far, so it doesn't surprise me that he's there. What's the experiment? 
basically Red Bull came in, pumped a shitload of money into a team that was down in the tour, the, the tour division in, in yeah. Germany and has got them all the way to the top and has them in the Champions League. And they've just successive promotions and up. And they basically just pumped and pumped and pumped. Fuck FFP. Pumped the money in. Oh, right. Julia is in charge of the whole Red Bull thing. I don't know. I think he's the global ambassador or something, or something like that. Yeah. But they, they wouldn't they, want to be fucking drinking Red Bull with a ticker like Julia. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's sugar-free Red Bull. Yeah, the, the one thing, Andy, is that the um, Leipzig have just... <laughs> Red Bull Leipzig have just announced an 8 million euro deal for a central midfielder from Red Bull Salzburg. <laughs> I just don't know where you... Kata came from. I don't know where Kata came from. No, he Kata, did. Was it, yeah? Yeah. So, that's, so they're obviously lined up as a replacement by paying themselves money for the players that they already own at a global so level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what City were doing with uh, yeah, New York City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and also Melbourne City and so, the other franchise. They have yeah. I'm convinced that's what Chelsea do with them Chinese teams as well. Abramovich yeah. goes, I'll buy or use 60 million and you give it to us for some stock. Well, exactly. Like how the yeah. fuck would we... How would, they, how would we ever know, right? You know, like Vitesse Arnhem yeah, and all yeah, these yeah. crops. Abramovich could be funding them through... Anything. A complete shout. We are yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to do a fail, but like I'm miles away from the microphone. Oh, that's all right. I know what it is. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Level out. Um, anyway, right. So we don't think any transfers happen. Andy, just one last before we run off. What's the shittest autograph you've ever asked for? What's the oddest autograph? The shittest autograph. The shittest. Uh, uh, I didn't ask for it. My missus brought me home around New Orleans, <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, like I, I despised him because he was given Julie. Rafa an awful time and I loved Rafa and like she comes home there's Ronnie Wayne I was like what? why why I don't want that he was in the Sunday world like he was always giving out yeah I remember so, that yeah. and he was on uh, but, uh, TV3 as a Rati or whatever it was, was on yeah. the Champions League coverage as well oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 but then uh, yeah but I like Ronnie now again you like him again? Did I ever tell you about the time I played golf or anyway? <laughs> I did, it was on the pod as well. <laughs> if anyone wants to know, it's uh, season 14, 15, episode 36. Okay, as ever, big thanks to the guys in the Astro Park for letting us do, use this place for the course of the season and uh, we've secured our tenure again for the rest of the next season. A few bit of, bit of revamping coming up going to happen in the bunker over the course of the close season as well. Um, hope you're enjoying the Periscope and things. We hope to explore that out a little bit as well before the pods uh, to give you a bit more flavour what goes down. It is a bit of a mental house in here at times. Um, as ever, big thanks to Paul, Andy and Dave for coming in tonight on the first review pod. Steve is away on his holidays and won't be able to do the review pod. So for me, me personally, a big thanks Steve I know he's helped out with me during the year when, when my um, new arrival came along and was able to look after the podcast up till around Christmas time and just after Christmas and the whole lot there so fair play Steve and thanks again I really appreciate it um, and of course the, some of the lads who are behind the scenes that you don't get to hear that often which is Carl Torley I think he's only ever been on one podcast and we know that Trev has uh, torn his back on us and done a legger the Judas fucker so that's it so good night God bless and we will talk to you next week at some stage that's it you're never too late you don't have to no. be too there's no point at which you have to come to that because every time you open it, it's like a box of amazement <laughs> it's like a box of amazement I feel like I need a background documentary though to <laughs> like, you know, there's very little to explain I feel like I'm on ep- you're on episode 7 and I need to know how we got you nothing <laughs> happens in episode 7 anyway how did, <laughs> he get to, how did he get to the island what's with the flash I discovered him I discovered him on a video right on uh, an aerosexual page an uh, aerosexual yeah. piece. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, who is this mad cunt? So I clicked on his profile. Aerosexual means 
People like Eric Bonus watching planes, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Not the chocolate bar. No. <laughs> okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto alarm rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Sports Social Podcast Network.